The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to episode 115 of Yeah, It's That Bad. My name is Joel. I'm Martin. And I'm Kevin. This is a show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are wrong, around tomatoes, and reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 2004's Mind Hunters, directed by Rennie Harlan, starring LL Cool J, Johnny Lee Miller, Catherine Morris, Patricia Velasquez, Clifton Collins Jr., Eon Bailey, Will Kemp, Val Kilmer, and Christian Slater. Mindhunters is a 2004 thriller film. This film currently holds a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? A group of seven FBI trainees is sent to an isolated island for the final stage of their training period under the direction of the eccentric Jake Harris, who uses questionable methods. However, they are attacked and killed by a serial killer that can be one of team members. The tension increases amidst the group with the lack of confidence on each other. Claudia classic oh this is it claudio hmm? whoa not one of his better works so. <laughs> no no it was too <laughs> it's too normal okay mind hunters tonight's movie was sponsored by miriam miriam writes in and says hi joel kevin and martin i'm one of your very first donors i donated before you even announced your episode sponsorship concept and it has taken me all these many months to decide on a film that i wouldn't feel too guilty asking you to review the first three films i thought of don't even have ratings around tomatoes i didn't even know that was possible anyway your question of the week after episode 86 what is your favorite movie death helped me to cement my choice so after many months of prevaricating i am nominated 2004's mindhunters i don't want to spoil the many thrills and spills that await you in this rennie harlan helmed melodrama but let's just say that dry ice has never made an audience laugh so long or so loud i do appreciate that this film will bump up the Kilmer quotient on the podcast yet again. And you seem to have had a preponderance of Kilmer classics in recent episodes. So if you want to leave this pick for much later episode, I don't object. Anyway, thank you for the shout out in episode 80, for the free bonus podcast, and for the many, many, many laughs. Here's to the many more episode of Yes That Bad from Miriam in Australia. By the way, I have donated again today. I still feel slightly guilty about subjecting you to this film. Perhaps you can consider it a contribution towards air conditioning for the SF Edward headquarters, summer of 2013. Oh, that's coming up, by the way. I know it is. <laughs> I noticed we still don't have an air conditioner. <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of worried about that. <laughs> okay, Mindhunters, you gotta forgive me. I'm coming off a peculiar, and some may say strange, disease that nearly took my life these past couple of days. You were just released from quarantine <laughs> six <laughs> yeah. hours ago by the CDC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they weren't sure. You had sniffles, and you just shut down. Yeah, the CDC wasn't sure about letting me go, but I told them who I was, and they said, oh, the show must go on. You're right. They actually sang a whole song and dance for you. <laughs> the show must go on. Mine hunters, what's your history with this? I've never seen or heard of this movie. Same here. I remember the trailer. It seems to be the continuing theme every single time. I've never heard of this movie, ignorant fools. Me, on the other hand, I'm a true artiste, true genius. I see all the trailers. <laughs> Because that's the mark of a genius. <laughs> that must be a cut above. Why did he say that with like such like assured arrogance? Oh, the true genius. I've seen all the trailers. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. So I'm going to be a step behind uh, these two guys. Well, this is 2004. This is still your heyday of trailer watching. Where you were just willy-nilly watching every trailer you could get your hands on. You know what was going on? He was working. Not No, yeah. This is what was going on. You were stuck in the computer lab in college. And you were just farting around. Watching trailers. Watching trailers all day. That was like your job. You were getting paid to watch trailers. That's a true story. Mindhunters? What's this? Click. And then I watched the trailer. Okay, let's do what we always do at the top of the show. Discuss the actors one by one and we'll see how you thought they did. First up, triumphant return, Martin, of our good friend, ladies love Cool James. Not since the days of SWAT have I seen this. (laughs) 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 I love that. I say that as if like this is a shocking (laughs) pronouncement. I can't believe he's back. Not since the last time I saw him, but not, in the, not since the days of Swat. The Swat was this prevalent thing. He was he, he was the spirit of the times of Swat. That's just this dumb thing I say every time, but I didn't even think about it until right now. <laughs> okay, not since the days of Swat have I talked about this guy. Martin, what did you think of LL Cool J? He was still jacked, stacked, smacked. Would I you lo- hit that? <laughs> I would totally tap that. <laughs> I would tap it. He was, listen. How many scoops of Jack's 4D? <laughs> he was at least four scoops of Jack 3D. That's how much oh, my throat is was, killing me. He's probably like four out of, I, I'm going to put him at a four out of five beef just because he didn't take his shirt off in this movie. He was in a tankini. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> But it wasn't completely off, so I have no idea what his abs situation was like. I can assure you they're rock solid. The quantity and quality of his abs, directly proportional to his acting skills, right? I know, which is why... The more abs, the better. Absolutely. Which is why he was so prolific in this movie. I'm I'm gonna be serious, though. Should he get top billing? (laughs) I'm gonna be serious, though. Like, I think that his acting was probably the best in this movie, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I think I'm gonna agree with that. How absurd is that? He was by far the most likable person and in was, this movie. His, he was actually acting. Yeah, he was doing a good job. What happens at the end of this movie is very confusing. Yeah. I don't know. It's his fault. It's not. He didn't it, help he things. Didn't, he didn't write that, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the ending of this thing just leaves my head spinning. and I, I just don't even know what to say. You know, it's funny because I probably would have gone on a stupid jokey tirade about Ella Cool J, but, you know, you've swayed me to your words, Barton. I agree with you. He was really good. He was the only likable person in this movie. He the only was. That I cared about. Yeah. The things he said was actually pretty good. Yeah. He, he had some laughs. Not bad, LL. <laughs> you did it again. It looks like it's not just the ladies that love him this time. Whoa! Woo! Yeah! Okay, next up, the triumphant return, Val Kilmer. I thought I was going to get a fat Kilmer in this one. He wasn't fat. I mean, like, I'm saying that like it's a bad thing that he's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how dare he lose weight and get healthy? He wasn't in this movie as much as I thought he was going to be. And that's kind of disappointing. I like Val Kilmer. His presence was criminally missed. Yeah, he was on the screen for so little time. He was really good, but it, it was barely there. What about his haircut? Can we talk about his haircut? You got a problem with it? It was stringy and weird looking. There is a reason for that. Will we find out about it in the notes? I don't know if I put that in notes, actually. <laughs> oh, then enlighten us now. I may have left it out, but there was something to the effect of, like, he was going to do some movie. I think it was like a biopic film, and the part called for him to have long hair. So he stayed he said that he'd only do this movie if they let him grow his hair out during the filming. Really? And that's why his hair looked like that. Why is it stringy, though? It's like thin. Like poly string cheese? 
species? <laughs> yes, it was like polyester. What does that even mean? How could hair be like that? Wouldn't that be really thick? Yeah. <laughs> We joke around about this guy a lot, but he's genuinely good. Like, we seems to be good in pretty much everything we see him in, right? Almost. <laughs> Batman Forever? Yeah. Yeah, no, he wasn't. He's, not getting, a, fault? he's not getting a pass for Batman uh, Forever. Okay, okay. Next up, Christian Slater. <laughs> the triumphant debut on this show, I think. Has he not been in anything else we've seen? I don't think so. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't really care for him. Either do I, but I like this guy. He used to be on an ill-fated show that I used to watch called My Own Worst Enemy. Him and Michael Malley from Global Guts Whoa. were on that. I learned to love him then. So Christian Slater? He was okay. I, I, I don't think he stood out much in this movie. He, was, he wasn't in it very long. He always seems like he's the same person to me. Christian Slater, he plays himself? <laughs> yeah. Okay, next up, Clifton Collins Jr. I did not know he was in this movie. I was pleasantly surprised. You know what I'm talking about? Not a clue. Guy in the wheelchair. Oh, okay. Very familiar, right? You've seen yeah, him before? Yeah, I've seen him before. He was good. He was likable. We watched him in Crank 2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's shaking his head. Yeah? Good stuff, Kevin? Yeah, he was pretty good. Is there anybody else in this you even want to talk about? Patricia Velasquez or Catherine Morris? Anybody going once, Can we going talk twice? about how bad that one guy's accent was? Which one? The guy who was faking from time to time the southern accent? There's a lot of names on this list. I don't even know who that was. That's one of the problems I have with this movie. He's, I don't he's, know who's who. He plays Sherlock Holmes in that new TV show with uh, Lucy Liu. Elementary? Yeah. <sighs> Hell if I know. He was faking a southern accent in this movie movie and it was atrocious was he the voice actor for sherlock holmes in 2021 (laughs) (laughs) what was his specialty in this movie who was he He He, his his weakness is bullets oh okay 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 yeah yeah so you thought he was really bad huh yeah, I thought that accent was terrible that he was faking. But this he's British, so we, we're going to follow the same rules that we followed before. Which are? If you're using all your acting prowess to fake <laughs> your, your accent, accent. You can't you, act. You can't act anything else. Oh, you're going to give this guy a pass, but not Max Mengele? I'm not giving him a pass. I said he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, but you had so much hate for the other guy, but this guy you're lauding and applauding. I'm not applauding. I'm purposely <laughs> singling him out for being bad. <laughs> Okay, and that's it. That's, okay, that's you don't even listen it. to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out what the real critics thought. I mean, I, it's not he's not listening to you. He just, he just, he never did listen to you. He just made stuff up. You would say stuff, and then he would hear what he wanted to and make it up and just continue. I really like the idea of us just going to the critics right now, <laughs> and then we just give our review, and that's it. <laughs> 15 minute episode. My brain is so riddled with disease right now. (laughs) It's like Swiss cheese. Okay, that's pretty much it. Let's get into the brief history of Mind Hunters. Let's find out what the critics say about this movie. Unusually, the last country to... (laughs) Unusually... (laughs) Unusually, the last country to receive this film was the United States. Yeah, it was like a year later, right? In 2005, because of the film's distribution rights being changed from 20th Century Fox to Dimension Films. The title of the screenplay was originally called Unsub, aka Unknown Subject, but Fox executives preferred the title Mind Hunters and changed it before the deal was announced to the the entertainment press. Good move. Unsub? This is a YouTube movie? That's 
that's terrible. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I would prefer that over Mind Hunters. What about Martian Manhunter? I'm in. <laughs> Rennie Harlan was originally attached to direct the film adaptation of A Sound of Thunder based on Ray Bradley's short story, but left to helm this film instead. Kevin, what's A Sound of Thunder? <laughs> Joel, you and I have a dark checkered, checkered past. past with A Sound of Thunder, the film. <laughs> I think one day we need to revisit that. Yeah, it's a must. Gerard Butler was set to play the role of Lucas Harper, but dropped out to star in Timeline. Was that a downgrade or an upgrade? He was in Timeline? I don't remember that. There was a movie called Timeline? <laughs> I don't remember that. You're going to say downgrade? Ryan Philippe. Philippe? 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 What's, yeah, what's Ryan, he up to nowadays? Ryan Philippe was also considered for the part before Johnny Lee Miller eventually signed on. Philippe's then-wife, Reese Witherspoon, was offered to play Sarah Moore, but she turned it down and Catherine Morris was later cast. Christopher Walken, Martin Sheen, and Gary Busey were all offered the part of Jake Harris, but they rejected the film before Val Kilmer agreed to do the movie. Can you imagine Gary Busey? That would have been perfect. Could you imagine if all those first choices were all were in cast this movie? in the movie? This would be a, a masterpiece. Yeah, right? Disaster piece. Mindhunters was filmed entirely in the Netherlands. The primary reason the film was able to be done on such a modest budget was due to a generous tax break from the Dutch government. Follow the money, Kevin. Thank you for putting Always. that in. <laughs> Always. Harlan toned down much of the violence in order to secure a PG-13 rating in the United States, yet the MPAA felt that the overall tone of the film was too dark and still issued it an R rating. Following this, Harlan reinserted the, the deleted scenes. Martin, this movie had a $27 million budget, but how much did it make worldwide? I don't know, $20 million? I call foul play on this. Did you look this up? <laughs> I might have. Maybe. I'm going to say $21,782,000. Wow, $21 million. How does he do it, Kevin? I'm going to dismiss his coincidence. <laughs> do it. You guys, I keep telling you not to dismiss stuff like this as coincidence. Okay, Mindhunter. So this movie doesn't start off with a flashback or text or any narration. We get a woman drowning in a body of water. And then it cuts to Christian Slater being creepy. Right off the bat. This say what you will about this movie, but it's directed well. It looks good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The cinematography is well, I should say. Yeah, it's a pretty movie. There's some really interesting shots in it. The the look of it is very interesting. Mm-hmm. This opening sequence with Christian Stewart, Christian Stewart, <laughs> Christian <laughs> Lambert. Remember him? Yeah, it was Christian. It was Christian Lambert. <laughs> well, this opening scene with Christian Slater is hanging around, and they're going to this murder house. It looks really good. I was actually very impressed. Did anybody else notice that there's these particulates, these floating things in the air? That's what made it look so good. Scene. I think it made it look like it was like a dream, almost. Or, or a nightmare. <laughs> a sick fascination. <laughs> with the macabre. You know, specifically, Kevin loves watching men hunt other men, hunting killers and such. So this yeah. is a perfect movie for you, right? Oh, yeah. In, uh, in theory, on paper. On paper, men hunting men. <laughs> and I'm in. Christian Slater is a FBI guy. At this moment, we don't know exactly what, but he's an FBI man. And they're going to this creepy house in the middle of nowhere looking for a killer, supposedly. Yeah, him and his partner, they hear a scream. They bust in the door. They see this birthday party scenario set up. Well, so they're in the house. They hear. On Fox? (laughs) 
they're in the house. They hear these gunshots. <laughs> they go down into the basement. They find these two girls they're looking for. Their bodies are in a tub. There's another guy. He's got a shotgun by him. He has killed himself. They, the girl says, situation's under control. All of a sudden, another guy with a uh, stocking over his head busts out from the back. He grabs the girl. This is all very exciting. Everything's pretty tense. There's some gunfire exchanged. It's like the slow-mo bullet time with the close-ups on the shell casings as they're bouncing on the floor. That was a little much. His partner, the woman, she's stabbed. And then to stop the killer, Christian Slater fires off and exchanges rounds with this killer, killing both the killer and his uh, and his partner. They both fall to the ground. Everyone's dead. A shocking intro to a shocking film. What a shock. Or is it? It turns out that this is some elaborate FBI training ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, does stuff like this exist? They were in the danger room. Yeah, it all it all fades away and it's just, <laughs> they're, they're just in a giant big square empty warehouse and Professor X comes in on his wheelchair. <laughs> As the scene was happening, I was like, why do these people look so fake? I was like, this is a real this poor job on this movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. these are all clearly dummies. So I guess uh, does, does it's a little too like transparent. This, does stuff like this actually happen? Does the FBI go through like this elaborate, like they, they put like fake dead animals hanging from the ceiling and fly noises and... I hope so. Your tax dollars at work? Yeah, I hope so. Well, so Christian Slater slaughters his teammate and he gets killed as well. When it turns <laughs> out that it's all a simulation, Val Kilmer comes up and Kilmer, he's chowing down on, on a piece of cake for no reason whatsoever, right? He's it was it was bizarre. Shoveling this cake in his mouth nonstop. He's like, hungry. Like I understand that they had put a real birthday cake in the room to as part of the prop, but now he's eating it, and he's not Fat Kilmer anymore. So I'm just I'm confused. I'm like Fat Kilmer's eating cake. Wait, he's not fat anymore. This is the origin story. You're seeing it now. Oh, this is yeah, before he became Fat Kilmer. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, man. Once you get that piece of cake in your mouth, you don't go back, right? They you probably know? had to do like 20 cuts of the scene. And he ate each time. He ate a piece of cake all 20 times. Yeah, so Val Kilmer is giving them a little lecture about what the future holds for them. What are they, in college? It looks like it. They're in the... <laughs> FBI college? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're freshmen, just like Keanu Reeves. We, we were, were only freshmen. freshmen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... so you know, we know Val Kilmer pretty much says that he's running top gun FBI Academy, right? That's what he's running is. Quantico. The upper echelon, they don't like his methods. They think he's a little weird. He's an extremist. Too hardcore. You think you're better than me? I'm the top gun FBI profiler, profiler guy. Whatever. Did either of you watch the profiler? No. no. <laughs> okay, what so about the pretender. Oh, of course. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, so right after this college scene, what, what would a college scene be without an immediate bar scene following it? I was so oh, happy. Oh, bar scene. It's been so long since we've had a bar scene. I was so happy to see it. It's like, thank goodness. This movie so far is like a paint-by-numbers kind of scenario <laughs> where <laughs> intro, action intro, classroom scene, Ragtag team, bar scene. Bar scene. I was like, thanks, guys. That's just the days of the perfect storm. Have we seen a bar scene this good, right? <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say that's absolutely not true. We've seen a bunch of bar scenes since then. <laughs> what did you think of this bar scene? It was pretty good. I, I, I like the way that they're like, oh, they, they start profiling people at the bar. I was like, wow, this never happens. Look at this girl. She's blah, 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 blah. Her name is Jen because that was the most popular name in 1981. These people are probably extremely obnoxious to be around. Like oh, friend-wise. Sure. Yeah. Can you imagine just being a civilian and hanging around with these people and they're sitting there nitpicking you and like, you look like 
that that when you were seven years old, your mom dropped you off at the park and forgot about you when she was doing the laundry. <laughs> beat you to death one night. <laughs> Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, but I really like this scene because it set up how intuitive each one of these people are, how not, smart they are. Not very. <laughs> one guy, he missed the mark. <laughs> yeah, big, big time. But, you know, this is really the only part of this movie where we see their skills. Skills to pay the bills. That's the one really guy. So they're setting up that these people spend the majority of their life trying to figure out how people tick and what is their motivation for their behavior, why they are the way they are. And they use it at the bar to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> a noble pursuit the noblest of pursuits <laughs> i'm gonna use it to take advantage of women <laughs> is there a man at this table that wouldn't have done the same thing no no nope. <laughs> that's how you got your wife right <laughs> you profiled her from a distance Absolutely. <laughs> I, I already knew that about you you were profiled <laughs> I was cold and calculating with my assessment of her personality. You knew all her weaknesses. <laughs> I knew your strengths you against her. and your inverted weaknesses. I knew the weaknesses of your strengths. <laughs> I exploited them. Okay, so they make a bet to go over talk to this girl to get her phone number in under two minutes. This movie is obsessed with timing. Like, this this one guy, his characteristic thing is, I gotta do it under blah, 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 five seconds, and I gotta do this under 22 seconds. Shut up. Shut up. It was so <laughs> annoying. I was so happy when he died. I was excited. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're interested in watching oh, Mindhunters, yeah. <laughs> I forgot. This movie is a Don't horror bother. slash thriller. Don't bother. Kevin's vetoing the spoiler alert. No bother. Nothing's going to be spoiled. Listen, I'm going to say it anyway. If you're interested in watching this movie at all, please don't listen to this podcast because there's going to be spoilers. <laughs> Kevin, you don't agree? No. You agree to disagree on this one point? Yeah, I do. You don't think that there should be a spoiler alert? There's always a spoiler alert. We have a generic spoiler alert at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, well, just another one in case they aren't sure. So from the bar scene, we cut to all of them getting into a helicopter and they're going to head off to their own fantasy island <laughs> where they're going to do their final assessment, which is going to be some super duper profiling on this private island that's rented out to Val Kilmer once a year for this very special occasion. This island is located off the Outer Banks. This island does not exist. It looks like Alcatraz. It looked like the uh, town from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skulls. Yes, it did. It I, definitely did. Yeah, I wrote that down. The Outer Banks is a shifting sandbar. There isn't a sandbar island in the stormiest... You're nitpicking. It's so absurd. It's so ridiculous. No one knows what the hell you're talking about. Not even people that live there. <laughs> On Cinnabar Island or whatever. <laughs> LL Cool J, he jumps in the helicopter. Yeah, this is when we get introduced to Ladies Love Cool J. And I was like, finally. Martin, was he looking pretty hot and tempting? He was looking pretty good. He's always looking good. Ladies love him. Women love him. <laughs> men want to be him. Yeah, the, uh, LL Cool J is a Johnny come lately. He's not a member of the team. He's not even a member of the FBI. So they get onto the island. They get set up with their into their quarters. Apparently, there's a, this is a Navy training facility and they put a bunch of inflatable ducks there with uh, glasses on them and it says FBI. Navy humor. Typical Navy. Typical. You saw Battleship. You know what Navy humor's like. <laughs> they're, they're so funny. <laughs> yeah, that movie was hilarious. 
They all get settled into their bunks and they start profiling each other. This is what I've been waiting for. A bunch of profilers <laughs> profiling each other while they get profiled down in the cafeteria of... In a, the profiling room. In the profiling room. <laughs> and they all decide to profile LL Cool J. Huh, they profiled the wrong man. Because <laughs> then he decides to profile all of them. And they had no idea that he could even profile like that. This is probably my favorite scene in the movie where LL Cool J turns the tables on all these idiots and profiles them to death, right? <laughs> He does an amazing job he profiling. He slaughters them with his profiling ability. <laughs> it was, it, he made them look like a bunch of buffoons. A bunch. They were like, oh, and, and, and your, your daddy doesn't like you because you have tattoos. And he's like, you guys are doing all psych 101 BS. Watch this. I could profile you because of how you profiled me. <laughs> yeah. It makes them look like a bunch of tools. A bunch of idiots. So Val Kilmer, he says to them, look, tomorrow morning, the simulation is going to start. I'm leaving the island. He gets in his helicopter and he goes. They're all alone now. Yeah, they're left to their own devices. And we see there's someone in the shower taking a nice, hot, steamy shower. Camera zooms in a little closer. Is that bare man ass I see? Can't be. Head to toe. Can't be. Mm-hmm. Camera gets even closer and closer and closer and closer and I'm seeing the hairs and pimples on Christian Slater's bare ass in the shower. Did you guys appreciate this? No. I felt like that was a, a cold, flaccid slap to the face for this viewer. It was a weird twist because we see him naked in the shower and then we get this jump scare attempt moment where the camera sneaks up on him he turns around there's no one there but all of a sudden this one girl profiler she jumps out and surprises him she's naked too but we don't see her naked what's happening here there's breaking all the rules of movie going here (laughs) whoa that's a good point right we saw that the guy naked but not the girl this movie's just so cutting edge It really is. So avant-garde. Infuriated. (laughs) I wanted to see that. Because she was pretty hot and tempting. So we get steamy Slater shower sex. We do. Then it cuts to Catherine Morris's character. She's out on the rooftop <laughs> crying into the wind. <laughs> I'm never going to make first first class profiler. <laughs> They're not going to let me pass. <laughs> Did either of you give a damn about this woman and her problems? No. I wish, on the roof? I wish he just pushed her right off. I was bored to death. Yeah, I didn't care about her. Although, it did look nice with the snow falling. They're like, was they're really snow? trying. Is that what that was? What do you think it was? Like, ash? Yeah, it was Ash Ketchum. It was, it was falling <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we get our first introduction to, I guess, like, them getting set up to try and figure out what murders are going to occur, what they need to, who they need to profile on this island. And it's set up by hanging a dead cat. This cat got hollow manned. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It got more than hollow manned. It got, it was hollowed out, right? Didn't it just look like a cat skin in there? It's pretty gross. There was a lot of cat violence in this movie. So the FBI... I don't care for cats. The FBI condones cat murder? I guess so. Yeah, Bob Parker was in the FBI. They had an infestation on the island. It was for population control. They then start going and exploring the island, and they end up onto the crime scene. The crime scene has a hanging doll from the ceiling, and it's, I guess, the puppeteer. Is yeah, it's the name of the serial killer. The puppeteer, Team America. What did you think? Who cares? So this, so this woman is hanging from the... <laughs> You're implying no one cares what I think? (laughs) What do you think? No one cares. No one cares. So this woman is hanging from the ceiling and they're going around investigating. A song starts playing on the radio. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. (laughs) 
<laughs> Christian Slater goes to investigate. He starts fiddling around with radio and he inadvertently triggers a domino rally. I was not expecting to see this in a movie. Wow, like that's exactly what came to mind for me too. Domino rally. This is a, <laughs> a Ruben. What the hell's the name of those machines? Rube Goldberg machine? Yeah, it's a Rube Goldberg machine. I expected like the Pee Wee Herman music to come on. <laughs> All I kept thinking was, wow, someone put a lot of faith in their dominoes to fall properly because if I tried to set that up like when I was a kid, something would always go wrong, right? Some domino would fall the wrong way. It wasn't and the just whole dominoes. Thing would be ruined. It wasn't just dominoes. There was balls flying <laughs> in the air and like levers and spin wheels and something always went wrong, right? It took like ten <laughs> tries before you got the whole thing to go right. Sure. It, it, this was a real life mousetrap. The the game set up. Whoever set this up, it took them ten hours to do this. At Easily. least. At least. Absurdity. Well, when the last domino falls, what happens, Kevin? A giant container of liquid nitrogen gets knocked over and the top gets popped off and it basically is shooting liquid nitrogen at Christian Slater's legs. He doesn't jump out of the way. He doesn't move. He isn't like, oh, that burns. And his legs were frozen instantaneously, right? I don't think that happens. I think so. That's what it left to assume, right? That's pretty much what they made it out to be. It looked like he was trying, but he couldn't do it. Okay, so his legs get frozen immediately. So does the rest of his body pretty much in the next three seconds. He's still alive and he he breaks into little frozen chunked cubes where like the majority of his upper body has shattered, (laughs) has shattered like glass and he still turns. And goes, oh! What? What's happening? <laughs> His body falls backwards and he shatters into like four pieces. I watched this with my girlfriend and she burst out laughing. She normally <laughs> is not affected by this stuff. She started laughing. It's like, wow, that was awful. It's it, This was absurd. I particularly like the scene where, and it was very brief, but they show his legs again and it's like they're, it's being ripped off of the bone. Yeah. Like the skin's coming off in chunks. That looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. This was laughable. So this isn't going to make our top 10 deaths list? Top 10 in this movie? Ever. This will make like a joke reel of death. (laughs) This is absurd. I was shocked that this was happening. What about you guys? So was I. They're killing off one of the biggest names in the film right off the bat. I was happy it was it was happening. I don't want Christian Slater in this movie. I thought it was an interesting turn of events because it made it so anything could happen. Yeah, he was the team leader. Yep. He's the biggest name person in this movie at this point. That's, you know, reg- you know going to be a main character or so you thought. I thought he was the star. Yeah. I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. I thought that he was going to be the murderer. This is a rare thing. Movies don't do this that often. I don't know. Executive Decision did this eons ago. Deep Blue Sea did this. It's okay, though. I was, I, it, it was enjoyable to see that happen. I was like, okay, cool. It sets the tone for the movie. All right, you got to give them some credit for this, right? They're doing something interesting here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So why didn't they just reach over and grab him and like pull him out? They were too lazy. In shock, maybe? <laughs> no, no. I prefer just laziness. <laughs> They're bored. They're like, oh, I just don't care. <laughs> Well, that's a good point. You know, for the rest of this movie, these people act more like normal, regular people than FBI profilers. They do. Right? They're not prepared for this. No. This is their last training exercise. Yes. But they are all acting like they're a bunch of rookies. You know what? They've never been through anything like this before. You know what? Because this is the real thing. And I guess when it comes down to it, you can train all you want until you are in a situation where people are dying. You have no idea how you're going to react. These people lost their cool 
from the first second that stuff started going bad. In fact, they make a point to say, is this part of the training regimen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that's one of my biggest problems with this movie. They don't act like professionals. The only one who does is LL Cool J. And later it's because we find out that he's not training in the FBI. He actually has done this. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. And he doesn't act like, oh no, I don't know what to do. Like he does well. So everyone's like, you know what? Our boy just died. Let's get out of here. This isn't right. Let's get to the boat. Get off this island. Smart, right? Absolutely. They run over to the the pier or dock that they saw when they were flying in and they run across out onto the dock and they, they trip a explosive device that's rigged up to the boat. This explosion is gigantic. Another explosive laugh from me during this bomb. The way they flew backwards into the screen, I was in hysterics. What did you think? They should have all been blown to pieces. <laughs> this explosion was absurd. They were in a fireball. In a fireball. It was probably about 100 to 200 pounds of C4 that exploded, right? Yeah, I'd say probably a quarter of the Expendables cast of C4 was put onto that boat. <laughs> yeah, and they were right there. I mean, the bomb was like two inches from them when it exploded. They would have all been like vaporized probably. <laughs> and yet they all survived. <laughs> With some minor scratches. I think one guy hurt his shoulder. <laughs> He was like, oh, and they're yeah. pulling pieces of wood out. Scrapes and cuts. Smoky nuts. So they're all basically thrown off this dock by the explosion in the water. And the one guy, he's helping Christian Slater's partner from the beginning of the movie. He's trying to help her. LL Cool J comes to like offer his assistance. And that guy like freaks out. And he's like, no, I'm helping her. Don't she doesn't like the her. water. Don't touch her. I was so lost. I didn't understand what was happening here. Did you guys I, understand this? No, nope. I didn't get it either. And don't worry. Don't feel bad. It's because I didn't explain it. <laughs> They explain later that the intro that we saw in the beginning of this movie is actually this woman's sister drowning after she had been, I, I guess, raped. And then she, it was like a rape murder. She's raped, then drowned, then raped, then drowned. Then raped, over. then drowned. Another then rape again. movie in the ass that bad canon. Can't escape. No, can't escape it. Yeah, that, it, it's weird that that's what's going on here, right? That that opening scene was her sister, which really has nothing to do with this movie at all. <laughs> has literally nothing to do with this movie. I don't even know why they put that in there. Why is it in this movie? All right. That was actually filmed. I left this out of the notes. That was actually filmed that was supposed to be part of the movie. Maybe her having like a dream of it or something. But they ended up using it in the beginning credits instead. That was like a last minute decision. Uh, yeah, it, it, it makes shows. no sense. <laughs> they get all the weapons and they head back to the cafeteria and they try to figure out who is murdering people. They find out that they're essentially the only people on the island. And right off the bat, they start accusing each other. Yeah, this movie is like Cube all over again. Yeah. But like they're outside instead of inside. They're trapped. Trapped in an island. Hmm. Very fitting, right? This was unintentional that I put these two movies back to back. I didn't mm. had no idea what this movie was about mm. when I put it in the schedule. Okay, so they all they all start attacking each other, trying to profile each other and blame oh, it was each you. other. No, it was you. You did it. No, you. It was you. It was your. They're all blaming each other for to being the murderer, right? Kevin, you remember that game we played, Werewolf? I do. This movie is one giant session of that. Yeah. Okay, they're all blaming each other while they're drinking a, a cup of coffee, and it turns out that the coffee that they made for everybody is drugged and they all pass out. <gasps> LL Cool J hit that ground hard. It, it looked like he shattered his skull when he hit the, <laughs> when he hit the floor. <laughs> the way they film it, they slow it down and his head like hits the ground. <laughs> 
So they break, they broke into that gun locker. They got all these computers. Then when they're done arming up, they just go sit back and have a cup of joe. Why was there no attempt to contact the mainland? They didn't try once. Not once in this movie. No. What's that about? I don't know. I guess you it wouldn't be much of a movie if they did try to do that. They could at least address it. They pick up a phone. It doesn't work. They well, pick up a radio. Can't get any signal. Something. I guess none, none of that stuff would be there. The whole point of them being there was so they could be isolated, right? That's why. Val Kilmer said the mind of a sociopath to be inside the mind of a sociopath is to be isolated doesn't feel good does it okay so (laughs) they pass out for like eight hours they wake up immediately they're really upset about it right yeah I can't remember the last time I slept for eight hours straight I would gladly (laughs) have drank that coffee Okay, so since they believe LL Cool J is the prime suspect since he wasn't part of the FBI team, they handcuff him, and then they start blaming the British guy. And they're like, oh, why don't you defend yourself? They shake him, (laughs) and his head falls off. (laughs) Not only does his head fall off, but they very quickly realize that there's no blood. His blood's been drained. How? This is so elaborate. Mm -hmm. And then they, they turn the corner, and the killer has taken this guy's blood and taken a page from knowing... And, and read all these numbers on the wall. Yep. So they start, they're like, oh my God, it's a code. They circle strings of numbers on this board that seem to be repeating in a pattern. Mm-hmm. And then they just stare at it for the next couple hours and figure out that one of the series of numbers that are repeating is the speed of light. And they go, light. <laughs> the lights. Turn, light Yagami. Turn off the lights. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's watch that note. <laughs> That's a stretch, right? That's a hell of a stretch. That was a real Batman move that they pulled there. Yeah, they're fighting the Riddler. <laughs> Seriously. This, this is the speed of light. Therefore, we must turn off the lights. What did you turn on the lights? The lights were on already. Yeah, but with a clue like that, right? The speed of light. You'd want to generate light. I was okay with this. Well, it turns out that at this point, they had taken Ladies Love Cool J downstairs to be kept in prison since they think that he's the killer. And the wheelchair guy brings them down there. Well, it turns out that the lights were set up in elaborate traps so that they would fall. Live electric wires would dangle to the ground and a, a water main would burst so that electricity would be carried through the area and kill kill them. Is this Saw? Are we watching Saw all over again? That's what this felt like. This scene in particular did. It was just so elaborate and things had to be so perfect for this to work. I think this is the same year as Saw. 2004. So what was going on in the ether that traps were coming back in vogue in cinema. I have no idea. But this trap was crap, correct? Yeah, it was a piss poor trap. Well, LL Cool J, he start, you know, he's got the gift of gab. Ladies love him. Chat anybody he's got the up. Gift of abs. He's got a lot of gifts. <laughs> he's got a lot of gifts. <laughs> He's like, come on, come on, bro. Get at me. Throw me your gun. I can help you out. Why, you know, why don't you trust me? Obviously, this trap is going to kill me too. So he convinces the wheelchair guy to throw him his gun. He shoots the handcuffs off and he starts firing wildly at the wall. (laughs) He did. It's at this point in the movie that I stop. I stare at what's happening. I pause the movie and I'm like, what in God's name is (laughs) happening right now? Yeah, I was really confused at that too. But the payoff is pretty good. It is pretty good. It turns out that he's shooting the wall because he's making impromptu grip holes for him to essentially rock climb across this corridor to not get electrocuted. LL was doing some sweet rock climbing. What did you guys think of the electric? Some bouldering right there. What did you guys think of the electric? 
electric effects that was dancing across the water. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, right, Joel? Yeah, when his feet almost touched the water. And it was like... It's like a magic spell was cast. <laughs> it looked like the the lightning from Emperor Palpatine's fingertips were dancing across the water. It was, it was pretty bad. It, at the same time, this scene had a lot of suspense for me. I thought this guy might fall in. I was more impressed with our boy LL, what he was doing physically there. His upper body strength? He was doing some rock climbing, and he was doing some like over over the head monkey bar action on some pipes. Man, this guy's fit. He survived the cube. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He would just punch <laughs> a hole in the wall of the cube and just walk out. Well, how about this? You know, so he saved this guy, and as for this, we get this other clue where they use a black light to see that when they were knocked out, the killer had written letters on the, their jackets, and they put the letters together, and what's it say? Croatoan. I actually knew what that was. So did I. It's, it's Croatoan. Is it? No, it's Croatoan. It's Croatoan Inlet over down in a, it's an island on the Outer Banks. I know what that is. Well, I, I knew what this was, and I, and I knew the story behind same, it, yeah, too. Same yeah. here. Like, oh, whatever. The, there was all these people that disappeared. And I'm sitting there thinking, why is this coming up? In what, this is it, what does it have to do with anything? What does it have to do with anything at all? Why is this weird conspiracy theory angle being brought up? For scares? So, Kevin, what, what is the story? Really quickly. There was a colony set up in, I think it was the late 1500s, by English settlers on, I think it was Roanoke Island. And this was an established colony. But all of a sudden, one day, someone swung by some ship came by and the whole settlement was just gone no one was there anymore people disappeared without a trace except for there was one word like carved into a tree or something like that and it was croatoan no one knows what happened to these people and our killer in modern day 2004 has written that on everyone's back in blacklight mm-hmm. what the hell is going on in this plot it's misdirection i guess to make you think that it's something other than just one of these people killing each other? It's something on this island. A demon or something? Sure. Ancient Indian burial ground? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would have preferred like, that. that. That's where I thought they were going. They were like, oh, it's the spirits of the Croatoan settlers have come back. It had no place in this movie, but it's a cool story that it I is. think more people should know about. It is a cool story. Because my wife never heard about it because we were watching this together and she had no idea what I that story that was. I like the fourth grade. Same here. And I remember my teacher being like, no one knows what happened to him, but they probably just moved. <laughs> It's probably whatever year I learned that. That was probably the only thing I learned the whole year that I still remember today. Yeah. Very good. Because it's a cool story. So, you know what? If it gets the word out, I'm okay with it. So, to recap, we started with like 10 or whatever the hell number it was. 10 little Indians. Yeah. FBI profiler people on an island. Okay. Someone somewhere has decided to go around killing these FBI profilers in these very elaborate traps. Okay? This plot is so stupid at its core level. There is nothing interesting about this plot at all. It is just so dumb that no matter what they do, no matter what they say, nothing's going to happen from this moment forward that will appease me. Yes. It's not going to redeem this movie. What could the possible motive be of the killer? It doesn't make any sense. No one would do this. No one. A demon wouldn't do it. (laughs) A human wouldn't do it. It's so dumb. Don't propose to know what demons think. Yeah, right. I'm being presumptive. You are, but... It, well, what do you think? It, it would be face? silly. No, it's it's silly. This movie is silly. So... Yeah, I mean, it, it would take a lot. They need to really establish a good motive here in order for us to buy 
buy this once it's all said and done. One of my big problems is that these people keep jumping back and forth between there's a killer on the island. The killer's one of us. They never seem to settle on one specific idea and yeah, follow it through. In, in one conversation, they'll address it both ways. So they assess everybody's strengths and weaknesses and Nicole is not with them while they're assessing what everyone's strengths and weaknesses are to yeah, figure they, out how they, she might get killed. And hers is that she's just quit smoking cigarettes and her weakness is that she's addicted to nicotine and she wants a cigarette. She took one puff on the cigarette and her whole face started melting off. Literally, this acid is like alien blood. It This could melt through the hole of an interdimensional spaceship. I think she inhaled the, the, the acid. Now, they, they I don't know how that the, works. They showed the acid on the outside of the cigarette. It was liquid. <laughs> Like, like when she smoked it, there's like a drop of it. And you could see like when she fell to the ground, you could see that there was blood coming from her chest, which indicated that the acid got into her lungs. It was eating her out. Yeah, Whoa. Nice. Whoa, Whoa. Huh, cool. It was, <laughs> it was eating her from the inside out. So I guess the acid turned was in the smoke when she breathed it in. I mean, this is a stretch. Even for us, we're very limber. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so all of a sudden we start hearing Val Kilmer on the last loudspeakers and it sounds like he's taunting the survivors like oh you guys are so weak and losers you're nothing compared to me i'm the best so we're led to believe that val kilmer is the killer all along Hmm? this concept very unsatisfying to me that he would be the killer all along because you know what that's the most plausible plausible convenient and the most likely like we as the viewer would assume that they track down the location of the broadcast they find a shocking discovery instead. Val Kilmer has been puppetized. Mutilated. He's hung from the ceiling just like the first fake victim was. How much time must it have taken to set up all these traps? To, to, so to hang Kilmer up? So much time. This, this looks like it took forever. For So we know already that there is no outside source, right? In movies like this, there's never an extra character. No. Nope. Ever. It's always someone we know. One of them is the killer. We just assume that it's correct. For this to work, this guy must have intimate knowledge of this island, mm-hmm. which he doesn't. And he'd have to been away from the group for hours and hours and hours. Which he isn't. He isn't. He'd have, he would have had the eight hours to set up the numbers and stuff when they were poisoned. Yeah. But all this other crap with Kilmer? Mm-hmm. Never. It's, it's, it's impossible. It's just not possible. He would need an army of people helping him. So at this point, they assume that one of them is the killer and they draw their guns on each other. Mexican standoff? Essentially, which is under Understandable. They then proceed to run around and try to kill each other. And the way that it works out, it look LL Cool J ends up shooting one of the guys and he attacks them and you assume that he's the killer. Yeah, because after he shoots that guy, he turns around and he starts hunting the other girl. He, yes, they very blatantly and clearly made it seem that LL Cool J was the killer. Yeah, case closed. He's the killer. Because yeah. he, he's murdering them now. And it makes sense because earlier in the film, it's revealed that he is not what he said he was. He is there investigating Val Kilmer, and as a result, he had maps and knowledge of the island. Yeah. Which is what someone would need if they're going to pull this off. It still wouldn't explain the motive, though, at all. Uh, you're getting hung up on motive again. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, after this, LL Cool J, after he shoots the character Bobby, it turns out that Bobby was wearing a bulletproof vest, and he fights LL Cool J inside Okay, of- I-, I really want to talk about this fight scene. <laughs> Although, although. <laughs> All right, so 
LL Cool J shot that guy. We thought he was dead. And he shot him like he hit him five with like five bullets. He's chasing after the girl and they're in this abandoned warehouse running around. All of a sudden, the guy who he shot reappears out of nowhere and starts fighting LL Cool J. This is really poorly done, especially the Matrix style fighting they start doing. Oh, the, the, first off, the idea that this guy could hang with LL Cool J in a it fight a, it's absurd. for more than three seconds is ridiculous. Kung Fu. I mean, LL Cool J's got at least 120 pounds on that guy. And, he's, and it's, it's all It's all muscle. solid muscle. He's cut. It's like absurd. And you know what? That muscle, that's not just built for show. It's <laughs> built for performance. I mean, it does look good, though. It definitely does show. But that's not what it's made for. So at this point, it's, it's clear, right? LL Cool J, he was hunting that girl. He has the face off with her where he's explaining his motives, basically. He's saying how weak she is, how she's going to panic. He's the villain. This other guy comes in to save the day. It's clear cut at this point, right? There's yeah. no confusion as to what's going on here. LL Cool J and this guy Bobby fall through a glass plate window, fall 20,000 feet onto a metal stairs, and they should have broken all their ribs and be bleeding internally and slowly dying. <laughs> The guy, Bobby, this character, Bobby, he crawls up the steps, opens up his shirt and goes, bulletproof vest. (laughs) I'm like, sweet, bro. So the, it seems like that's it. That he has saved the day. But he says, you're never going to prove that he did all this. To which the girl says, oh, I put that special powder stuff on the clocks and I messed with the clock so that I knew the person is so crazy about time, they'd reset the clock. So the powder is going to be on his hands. So clever, she, actually. I she, thought that was clever. She takes out she, her trusty a, black light out of her pocket that she had with her. Portable black light. That was cool. She puts it over... Oh, Cool J's hands. Before she even does it, I'm like, his hands aren't going to have that stuff on it. Zero chance. <laughs> she, she waves the thing over his hands. Shocker. There's nothing on his hands. Shocker. The other guy's holding his hand up. He's the one who has the stuff on his hand. What's happening right now? I hate this. This I makes literally 0.00001% sense. <laughs> Percent says. (laughs) It's just so confusing. If he, he was killed? the bad guy, why did LL Cool J start hunting the other girl? That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, LL Cool J was like, I'm the real profiler here. That was his motive, to prove that he was the best? I'm okay with that, if that's what it is. Okay, so this guy says, do you know what it feels like to kill both your parents and have somebody come <laughs> up to you and not even ask you why you did it? I'm like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> So what was his motive? His motive? He did it. He did it. He did it for the lulls. Yes, yeah. he's, he's a serial killer. He's so born and good. raised. He was born and raised. He's so good that regular people are no challenge to him. He wants to go up against the best. So he spent eight plus years of his life going through school and Quantico training just for this moment, so he could kill people. Yep. What a waste of time. <laughs> Everything about this movie is a waste of time, including this character. It's a waste of time. So the girl, she runs away. The guy catches her by the water. He is drowning her in the water. Water is her fear, her her weakness, because her sister was raped and drowned to death. She fakes like she's dead and then kicks him in the water. She's underwater for 20 to 30 minutes without breathing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have this standoff where they both have their guns underwater. Do handguns work? 
underwater? I don't think so. Okay, okay, here we go. I'm going to toss this out to our resident firearms expert, Miles. Thank goodness. We need you on this one because we are in trouble here. Miles. We are drowning, Miles. I feel as if we've asked this question to him before, but I don't remember the answer. Miles, do guns work underwater? Specifically the handguns they're of t- the type they're using. Also, considering that that gun was in the water for several hours, it's yeah. not like it just fell in. Yeah, the one gun was in there a really long time. Okay, Miles, do guns fire underwater? And B, when you fire a gun underwater, if it works, would the bullet curve downward? Which is what was happening when they were firing the bullets. I mean, I I don't... I would imagine <laughs> not, but... <laughs> I mean, it would make sense if it's hitting... No, there's no way. It's hitting happen. resistance Yeah, but why would it curve sinking. in one particular direction? And, and it's sinking. Yeah. Gravity. I... <laughs> Okay. I don't know. This is kind of absurd. I don't know. I got to tell you, I actually like this underwater fight quite a bit. I just like the way it looked. It looked really cool. Them firing guns at each other, but the bullets were taking these weird arcs. It reminded me of like Wanted. You know what's interesting? This girl's afraid of water, but she can hold her breath longer than any living person on earth. It's like a fish. Yeah. They had this ridiculous standoff where they take their guns out of the water and just hold them up in the air because they can't shoot each other in the water. So it's like a, a standoff to see who will breathe first. I kind of like that. What I didn't like was the fact that she has been not breathing for like twice as long as him and he can't hold his breath longer. It's terrible. Deserve to die. Well, he popped up for a quick <laughs> sniff of air. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets a bullet in the head or in the face or whatever. Somewhere. That's it. You know, he gets shot and then LL Cool J comes out of nowhere and shoots him. Who cares? He saves the day with some one-liners. The rescue helicopter comes and they're rescued. That's Mind Hunters. Let's find out what the real Chris has to say about this movie. Somebody else read this. I can barely talk. <laughs> No one with any kind of mind should waste it on this film. Tom Long, Detroit News. The cinematic equivalent of a corpse left out to rot. Lou Luminick, New York Post. Wow. Primarily, the film is an exercise in stupidity. You don't have to be Einstein for it to insult your intelligence. Richard Nilsson, Arizona Republic. This movie has a 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, but is it really that bad? Oh, the, the order is a lot of whack now? Yeah, you have to <laughs> Okay, and as for me, is it really that bad. <laughs> I'm gonna say yes. When I saw the movie last night, I was gonna give it a three, just because it looks so good. This is a great looking film, but it's really dumb. Like, the, the things that happen in it are really, really bad, and it's really uh, wearing on me <laughs> right now to talk about it. My throat is, like, ripping itself apart from my sickness, and I feel like it wasn't worth it just to talk about this movie. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a two out of five. For me, is it really that bad? Yes, it is that bad. I'm going to give it credit for trying some different things. I mean, killing off Christian Slater so early in this movie, that was pretty shocking. But it's just, there's so many holes in this plot that it just doesn't make any sense. And it was just really boring. It was just, you're just kind of waiting in the middle of this movie, just waiting for the next person to die so this thing can proceed. I wouldn't say any of this was really that entertaining. I'm going to give it a two out of five. I'm going to buck the trend here. No, no, I'm just joking. (laughs) This movie is that bad. The story makes absolutely no sense. I understand that it's supposed to be like a paint by numbers, action, horror, (laughs) thriller movie, but there's just so much missing from the story that I have a difficult time paying attention or caring about anything that's happening. The way that people are killed is kind of cool visually, but other than that, it's not really going to hold me the entire time. LL Cool J is really fun to watch and his acting's pretty good and and the movie looks good, but other than that, it's not enough for 
for me to really enjoy the movie. I, I mean, if you could just watch the murders on YouTube, that would be, I guess, interesting. <laughs> but Actually, than- Martin, if you want to watch the whole movie on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You this whole, that. whole movie is available on YouTube. <laughs> But no, this this movie is that bad. I'm going to give it a two out of five. Oh, wow. We're back to normal, huh? Mm. Yeah. Everything is right with the world. Okay, well, uh, this would be the time when we would normally read the emails, but uh, I'm going to take a sick day on this. Oh, week, 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 man, <laughs> you are. I'll take it. I accept. We'll skip the emails this week. I don't know if I'll be able to live with myself, but I can't take it anymore. <laughs> I need to go take a nap. If you want to contact us, you can reach us at yes, that bad at gmail.com. Now it's time to announce next week's movie tune in next week when we'll be watching v for vendetta i think this is going to be an interesting counterpoint to the watchman episode hmm. perhaps this is going to be an awesome movie <laughs> Because it is an awesome movie. I love it. I actually movie. saw the graphic novel at the library this week. I thought about picking it up and reading it. It's good. I read it. I've read it. Oh, Kevin, you want to be the only one left out? I guess someone has to be the contrarian. Okay, yeah, so tune in next week when we'll be watching V for Vendetta. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. I have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help out the show. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends by liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bad. You can follow the show on Twitter at yeah bad. You can follow Marty at yeah, Marty. You can follow Kevin at yeah, Kev. And you can listen to the show on all your mobile devices via Stitcher. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Okay, mine. <laughs> Do you have mesothelioma? <laughs> oh, bitter, If only that joke would make sense right now.